The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1126. Today, Beach Reading Week continues. I'm looking at all creatures great and small, which includes an alternative view of the destruction of the first Death Star. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and All Creatures Great and Small is one of the four stories that was released in December of 2015 that was later collected in the Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away colon Aliens Volume 1 collection by Landry Q. Walker. And this one focuses on Baba Joe, and Baba Joe, if you'll recall, was the very first creature that we got to see from The Force Awakens. He was the one with the cages strapped to his back, waddling around in the back of that Omez video that had J.J. Abrams talking to everybody about the awesome work that they were doing, and he was on the set of Nima Outpost. We didn't know that's what it was at the time, and of course they just had Baba Joe wander by in the background. And so in this story, we get to learn more about Baba Joe, who apparently goes roaming all over creation on Jakku and tells stories to people and puts on little shows with the animals that he's carrying on the cages on his back. And in this particular instance, he gets to a little settlement, and that settlement is called Ristiki, R-E-E-S-T, and it is hundreds of kilometers away, it says, from Nina Outpost. And while he's there, a group of Zagari in this little settlement, but people, basically, creatures that can be taken and either putly come to outposts that are not very well traveled and don't have a lot of defenses so they can snatch people up. And so once the slavers have everybody rounded up into the town hall, oh, I should tell you that before that happens, Baba Joe releases all of the creatures in the cages that he's carrying around, and they go running off into various hiding spots. And you think that's just because they're escaping and things are going to get bad, but there's going to be a twist ending, of course. Surprise, surprise. Anyway inside the town hall to keep all the children from getting too freaked out about what is about to happen or what might be about to happen, Baba Joe tells them a story about how he had been captured one time and it seemed like he might not have a chance to escape, but he was able to do so. And it turns out that for some reason, Baba Joe had actually been imprisoned on the first Death Star. Now, of course, there are people in the hall who are doubting the veracity of his story. And especially as it goes on, they're saying, no, no, this can't be right. And so, yeah, you could take this one and file it under the, ooh, you know, is it really the way it actually happened? Or is it like Pablo Hidalgo has been starting to say that, you know, some of these stories are just stories. And yeah, maybe there's some truth to some and some truth to others. But yeah, you know, anyway, take this one for what it's worth. So supposedly he was on the Death Star and he actually saw Han and Luke in their stormtrooper uniforms taking Chewie into the detention <laughs> block and later heard that 
there was something going on about a guy in a brown cloak fighting a guy in a black uniform or something like that. So he seems to know details of things like the fact that he knew that Han and and Luke were bringing Chewie into the detention block with, you know, with the Stormtrooper disguises like I don't know, maybe that was a tale that got told somewhere, you know, in the three years in between Star Wars and The Empire Strikes Back. Maybe that was a story that got spread throughout the galaxy just to talk about the heroism of Han and Luke and all of that and get people hyped up and supportive of the rebellion or something. I don't know. Propaganda stuff, maybe. Anyway, there are some really funny things in here, like the suggestion that the shutting down of all the garbage smashers on the detention level actually had a very negative effect on the plumbing of the Death Star and that things were overflowing in officers' quarters throughout the Death Star, (laughs) which was actually rather amusing to think about. And also, there is a thing about the tractor beam being shut down, where Baba Joe sends one of his creatures to try and get the tractor beam shut off and finds that the tractor beam was already shut off. Hmm, how interesting. But there's more. Though the beams were deactivated, the lock was still in place, and apparently there was some sort of automatic security field that would blast any ship escaping the Death Star with an automatic ion pulse. And so one of Baba Joe's clever little creatures shut that down. And so now we are led to believe that if it weren't for one of Baba Joe's creatures doing this, the Millennium Falcon would not have successfully escaped the Death Star after all. And in possibly the most amazing and far-fetched development in the story, one of his little creatures roaming through the innards of the Death Star hears that the Death Star is about to target a helpless planet called Yavin, and Baba Joe and his creatures decide, oh, escape can't be our plan, or at least not our first plan. We actually have to do something about this Death Star. And so they find a way to essentially sabotage the matrix of the super laser's main weapon so that if they actually fire the thing, it's going to backfire onto itself and explode. And so if the rebels had not been able to drop a proton torpedo down that shaft the way they were supposed to, that ultimately the Death Star would have blown itself up anyway, and the Rebels probably would have taken credit for it. And so Baba Joe and his creatures managed to make their way to an escape pod and eject their way off the Death Star well before it explodes. As they are shooting through space, they actually shoot by the Millennium Falcon shooting in <laughs> to come to the rescue and attack Darth Vader's TIE fighter and his wingmen. And they're like, oh, that's the same ship that we heard about that just left the Death Star. How funny. <laughs> it's funny how that works out. Anyway, this was quite the tall tale. And the best part about it, of course, is that while there's all sorts of commotion happening outside the town hall and all the people from that little that little settlement are getting more and more nervous about what's going on. They go outside following Baba Joe. Baba Joe is like, yeah, it's you know time to go outside. And they're like, you're going to get killed by these slavers. But it's now quiet outside. And when he goes out there and everybody follows him, it turns out that all the slavers have been knocked out, beaten, unconscious, had things toppled on top of them. And the only evidence of anybody out there are the little creatures that Baba Joe let out of his cages which is naturally to the wonderment of all the townspeople, and they related to the story that they just got told about what they did on the Death Star, which seemed to have been utterly and completely impossible to believe. But Baba Joe says, stories, they are powerful things. Never discount their strength. And he's not just referring to the stories, he's referring to his little creatures, it seems, as well. 
And that right there is going to do it for the rundown of all creatures, great and small. And I've got a Rogue One trivia question for you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back so last time i asked you based on the rogue one novelization where did Jin get her blaster from and she got it by going through cassian's gear today's question for you how did cassian find out she had the blaster thanks for listening to another episode of star wars 7x7 and hey before you go caressing a senator check out sw7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com sw7x7. It's not coarse like sand, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.